Hello everybody, it's Friday, it's midday, which means it's Wow Ergonomics with me, Graham Kay, and Stephen Howe. Hello. Stephen, how are you? Good afternoon. I'm very well. Actually, as it's just past 12 o'clock, now yes. I'm getting mixed up. I, I was going to talk about... I, I was going to talk about it being after 12 o'clock and it didn't count, but that's April Fool's Day and not Friday the 13th. So I've completely gone down oh the wrong avenue there. God. I was just about to say it's all bets are off, but actually we've still got 12 hours of Friday the 13th, haven't we? We have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's Friday the 13th. Um, yes. And as I said in the preamble for mm -hmm. the today's show, um, before it went out, that's the reason why we have no guests today. Um, of course, if somebody still wants to turn up and, and come on, do let us know in the comments yep. and uh, we'd be happy to have you here. But I can understand why, you know, uh, being a 13th, some people might decide, no, I'm not I'm not going to risk it. I might break you, a leg or something. Do you think there's some nervousness about joining us on this show on the Friday the 13th? Do, you know, do you think people are a little bit sort of extra apprehensive yeah no absolutely i think there's, there's still an awful lot of suspicious uh suspicious minds. superstitious uh <laughs> i was gonna say that was elvis wasn't it suspicious minds oh we can oh go what on done? together which version of that do you like best do you like this okay. is controversial yeah yeah right do you like elvis's version of that okay which was or... kind of work hard in a chair yeah or did you prefer the, the fine young cannibals version? We're caught in a chair. Would, would it be sacrilege to say I preferred the uh, fine young cannibals version? No, I actually do. Oh, okay. I think, it, I think it's much better. Mm. It gets a bit faster as well. It's kind of, yeah. It's, yeah. I just think it, it, was, it was really groovy. Yeah. Um, I, when you start singing, I'm sorry to say this, it always reminds me of Vic Reeves. Um, <laughs> oh, singer. I always, I just can't get it out of my mind that it's like Graham's doing a Vic Reeves um, pub singer impression off. What's that? Pro Big night out. Big no, other one. Oh, shooting stars. Shooting stars. The shooting old uh, stars. The above. The above. The above. The above. The The legs. <laughs> This doesn't quite work in this size screen. No, um, nice attempt though. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I love that show. It was yeah. it was great. For anyone that doesn't remember uh, Vic Reeves' Big Night Out, um, mm. which actually obviously featured Bob Mortimer as well. Yeah, the the pub singer um, was it, was it was basically a character that they they created where he used to sing songs uh, of the time, uh, but as a pub singer. Yeah, and uh, and then you had to <laughs> you had to kind of guess what the what the song was. There was always well. the underlining; you could just about sort of hear the tune roughly, but it was yeah. the same sort of output that he was sort of coming out with, wasn't it? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So you'd yeah. have something like "Oh, uh, I never gonna dance again, guilty, get there you know, <laughs> and every. Every song was kind yeah. of like that. Yeah, yeah. It was brilliant. What a show. What a it show. A didn't show. They, it, it, got, it finished. Then they brought it back again. Then it finished again, didn't it? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Well, it's going to be like this, really. Lucas? Was it Matt, Matt Lucas? Lucas? Matt Lucas was actually, I think, there <laughs> from the start. He was the drummer, wasn't he? Uh, on on shooting stars, Matt Lucas was the uh, the the drummer, but he was mm. basically dressed as a big baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. And and the uh, and they kind of it was, a lot of it was to do with the camera work as well because mm. they kind of like zoomed in on him and it's yeah, like, boom, and they'd be right on his head. And you imagine Matt Lucas had a you know great yeah. great head, uh, and then you know back out again, and he would go, and it was uh, he did the kind of scores. Yeah, be like. 12 something like that it's just yeah. it was mad what yeah. a program that was was it i want to say was it like nine o'clock on a friday it was, was it nine o'clock on a it friday was, it was at the end of the week yeah it's just a good job really because otherwise yeah. you, you know you would have wondered you wouldn't have been in the right no 
mindset, really, if it was been a Thursday night for that. I think maybe TV's too serious these days. Yeah, I think it was always even better consumed maybe after a couple of light beverages as well, sort of make it sort of even. You really got into it then, didn't you? Can't give booze to a baby. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) How How did we get here? I can't, I can't uh, don't know. Anyway, okay. today's show, uh, hmm. folks, is sponsored not only by Backer Elkhizen, but it's also sponsored specifically by uh, Backer Elkhizen's new light, um, yes. which Stephen Howe has in front of him right at this I, moment. I am. So, uh, well, I am. Are you able doctor, to actually yes. bring it around? Are you actually able to to manoeuvre? Oh, hang on. But for those that are watching on their car stereos. Don't yeah. drink and oh, drive. Oh, don't drive and... Can't what? quite bring it all the way round because uh, of the... Oh, there you go. Look how dark I am. We saw it a little bit, didn't we? So so it's like a... Hang on a second. Like You've got the box, haven't you? <laughs> you got the box. Here's there the box. Go. Hang on. There's the box. And that's what it looks like. It's basically... And I think we've touched on it previously on this show. And we will get into it into a lot more detail. It is basically... Um, two-purpose light yeah so it's got like a a small sort of eye that gives you the task light so that's what sort of brightens up the working area so the idea is hopefully as you can see today that when you do things like teams calls or podcasts or whatever it actually creates quite a crisp image of you as an individual and then the body of the light which creates the ambient light will change color throughout the day and it's all to do with tying in with the body's natural circadian rhythm, you know, from when we all used to be outdoors. I always, get that word wrong. I always say cadence, but it's circadian. Circadian yeah. rhythm, yeah. So it's all, we, we're all outdoors and, you know, we. The, the ultimate problem is, and I think it's probably been sort of magnified or highlighted by what's gone on um, with, you know, with COVID, people working from home. And, yeah, people can have great setups. <coughs> Excuse me. But actually, one of the biggest issues to get the tackles t- one of the biggest issues around tiredness is the light that people are working in. So it's unnatural top-down light. You imagine when you're in the office, it's it's top-down light. You think about it at home, the lights are positioned in certain places in your room, and you can't move them around. So you're potentially working in light that really doesn't help, and it ties into the release of natural chemicals and um, endorphins in the body that basically addresses a lot of the tiredness that people experience at the end of a working day when they've worked in an environment with poor lighting, which generally you associate with people working from home. Yep. Now, at some stage, uh, Stephen is going to get one of these lights to me, and I'm going to try it Mm. with our son, who is seven years old, who is yeah. currently going through um, a, the diagnosis process for uh, ADHD and autism because mm-hmm. uh, I believe it might actually really help. Okay. Uh, and, I, and I'm going to I'm going to give genuine feedback as to uh, whether it can actually help him sleep. He doesn't go to sleep right. well at all. So... Um, it, when we've been talking to uh, experts about it, the the experts about it, uh, one of the things that people really don't understand is that when we say that we put our child to bed at seven o'clock at night, and then we're still putting our child to bed at half ten at night, <laughs> I am not joking. All right, um, and that's and that's what it can be like when your brain is completely wired, uh, yeah, yeah. and and you just can't switch off it can be mm. the tiniest little thing like yeah. uh, a piece of paper on a wall somewhere has moved an inch and they will know and yeah. and they just can't can't settle mm. um but but there are things that can help apparently weighted blankets can help um right but but lights various lights can help as well so mm. it'd be really good to see whether that's uh, yeah. that's the case because that would be a great market we are going to get one of, we are going to get one of these down to you graham for you to road test so i'm just like two or three days into it getting used to it um i'd say it's i've really found the benefit don't know what it's like where you are at the moment but it's pretty dark and rainy here and actually i found just lighting up the sort of the working environment so the keyboard the document slope area 
and actually the screen is where it just feels like it just feels a lot crisper and a lot clearer to work in so i guess you know it'll take a bit of time with the whole piece around circadian rhythm with the with the light changing color throughout the day but one of its two things absolutely box ticked definitely makes it a, a clearer environment to work in and, and, and again maybe a couple of tweaks i need to make i think this is maybe a little bit bright or just about okay do you think for for this call no okay. i think it's i think it's okay yeah, yeah. i think it's okay mm. have you been on to uh gary from snow patrol no no well i Should think I, I think i think that needs to happen well I just okay. i just imagine um that a really good kind of marketing campaign for this right is, is you know people with this light and that that great song from snow patrol light up light up you know i think that would be great yeah i think that that would uh, that would that would really do it in fact um, as I'm doing with one of my uh, one of my artists who I do social for at the moment, mm. I think one of the things you ought to do is actually because there's a lot of songs to do with light um, is actually start a back at Elkhizen playlist on Spotify. Okay, with songs for the the light. You know, I think that would be good, and then people could add add their favourite light up songs. Um, I was going to Chris... say, there's someone, someone else volunteering to, uh, to road test it. I'll be Mr. happy Barley. to road test it for you, Steve, said uh, Chris Barley. Don't know why I did it in that accent, but there we go. Um, Brad Burton, I feel like this setup needs a top quality chair to complete it. I'm sure we can sort you out. There you go. I that think, was uh... because Brad put it, We Brad was on the show about two or three weeks ago, and we sent in some kit over, as we do with all our guests, and he yeah. absolutely loved it. I got a fantastic... Not had one of these. I had like a voice message through LinkedIn before with him sort of waxing lyrical. And then he put this great add-on to this post and an image. And Chris, as I'd expect him to, picked up that maybe a, a nice chair would uh, complement the other bits and pieces. What I really liked about the Brad Burton post, um, not mm. not saying I haven't liked everybody else's post that, no. that, that they've done where they've shown off their, their kit. And thank you to people like Sarah Bostock recently, who's done a, mm. a, a great post like that. But it was the fact that actually he actually stayed true to doing the post about what he wanted to post about, but segued it in. I love the segue. Yeah, nice. yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was Subtle. classy. Subtle. Subtle, but quite impactful all at the same mm. time. Got the other side of my board up uh, at the moment. Oh, yeah. Uh, today. Yeah, in the background uh, for all of you people watching on Spotify. Um, What's on there, Graham? What's the... Well, that's a prescription for my son. Right. Because he has to have lots of medication and stuff. Okay. Um, um, and, and these are little photo magnets, right? Nice. That I, that I won in McDonald's. Ah. Uh, you you have to upload the photos and whatever. But, right. Um, they don't work that well. Um, was that a Friday that, night treat? Was it after a hard week in McDonald's treat for the uh, the Coth household? That's when that's when I I went up to see my son recently, and we went to a gig, and and, yes. and therefore there was there was no time to uh, mm. no time to cook. Now um, I'm glad Gary um, Gary Barlow Gary Barlow <laughs> is on, <laughs> and his I'm brother glad, Chris as well, uh, and his his famous brother Chris. But I'm glad Chris Barlow, famous uh, sort of brother of. Um, Brother in spirit of Gary yeah. Barlow is on because uh, I wanted to mention his post on LinkedIn today. Have you seen it? No. Okay. Do you want to throw it up or? Yeah, well. Not throw uh, it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah not that. I mean, I'm sure it was a fantastic post, but. I, I'll see if I can uh, do that. Mm. That that might take a little bit of uh, jiggery pokery. Uh, oh, you're the man for the job, Graham. Come on. Oh, I'll see. I'll see if I can do it. Chris Barlow. For all of those who are listening, I'm I'm just typing into LinkedIn whilst, uh, you know. So this requires mental. This requires mm. mental concentration, um, as well as uh, there we are. Right, I have got this up on the screen, so okay. I'll see if I can now share screen so that you can you can all see this this wonderfulness. Um, but it was really really quite impactful. I've. Okay. Uh, I wasn't expecting it to be as impactful as it as it was, but it it really was. Here we are. Um, I'll add this Here to go. Had add this to the screen. Oh, we don't we don't want it like that. 
No. Uh, no, because that makes you all feel quite seasick. Let's yeah. see if I can do it. <laughs> Let's see if I can do it as a separate tab. Hold on. Stop screen. Present. Every day is a school day here, Graham, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's marvellous. It's absolutely marvellous. I think I think it's this one. Here we are. Ah, this is what I meant to do. Looks better. Okay, so go. this is this was, yes. uh, and and for all of you people out there that wonder how you write a really good post on LinkedIn, just writing one word, powerful like that, mm. and then the hashtag "You are not alone." That's brilliant. Yeah. That's 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 absolutely it. Um, but it's this video from. Uh, I'm, I, I'm, it's from I'm Norwich. Gonna, I've seen this. It's been around I'm for a couple gonna, of days. This yeah, week. I'm not going to share all of it with you, but yeah, no. it's basically oh, this right. video. How are you doing? You good? Oh, sorry. Thank you. How are you doing? God, it's exciting, isn't it? From Norwich City, and you really do yeah. need to, to watch it and watch all yeah. the way to the end. But um, for anyone that has watched it all the way to the end, uh, very good. Yeah, very, 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 very good. good. And really, I think, kind of made the, the whole uh point about world mental health day which and, and it's well it's it's mental health awareness week isn't it this week as well it is one of my sons has gone in with yellow socks today they were all being challenged to wear something yellow so um well actually he went in with one yellow one black he didn't quite have the nerve to go double yellow because it was pe so he's gone with one yellow one black on today so but it, yeah no it's 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 really important and it's so important that um you know just going to throw that out there as well it's really important that men talk about mental health um i think we're be i think we're beginning to get that to understand that mm. but a bit like uh and i'm not and i'm not saying it's in the same remit at all but a bit no. like the way that we have to talk about laptop risers and laptop stands and cables and whatever again and again and again um, I don't think we can ever say it enough that men have to talk about their mental health. Yeah. Because, um, you know, we're, we're a bit obstinate, men. I still think there's still, rightly or wrongly, this sort of um, image that men Stiff like to lip. project. Men, it, boys it, don't cry. Yeah, I still think there's a bit of, and, and as you say, it's just being chipped away, chipped away, chipped away. But I think those people who've been used to being that way for longer, for them, it naturally, like any sort of habit, takes a little bit longer, doesn't it, to sort of overcome and just feel a little bit more comfortable. I think I, I think it's um, it's I think it's fairly obvious, really, that you know it's only a generation back, mm. in a way, that men didn't talk about things so it's going to take a while isn't it we 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 just have to have a whole generation where mm. talking about your feelings is you know more acceptable and then their children will think yeah it's yeah. more acceptable and and then it then it will start to happen but my dad wouldn't have ever talked about he's uh, he still doesn't he, he you know trying to get a hug out of my dad it's, it's always like yeah 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 so we white, are in the, white sun. Yeah. yeah yeah we are sort of that sort of generation that sort of we're sort of that transitional generation aren't we yeah. where it will become naturally easier in generations to come and our generation will get there but it's there's going to be a lot of hard work and the previous generation the reality is it might be just not be something that they can adjust to that generation yeah. older than us, it might just be that it, it we're in that process that's moving from one through to another. When you were at school mm. and you did sports, did you get that from your sports teachers, etc.? So, like, if you if you fell over or you you know when you were doing the cross country or you know you got hit by a ball when you were playing hockey or whatever and it nearly broke your leg into, <laughs> did you get that like? Stop whinging about it, boy. Get on. Did you get that? Yeah, I think we all did. I think we all got that. That was just that was just the way it was, wasn't it? It was all yeah. about showing. It was not wanting to show weakness and and portray some sort of mental and physical toughness, even if that wasn't how you were actually feeling. Yeah, 
I sometimes wonder whether it's gone too far the other way. I don't know. I do, yeah. do wonder whether it's gone too far the other day. I mean, it's like when I go and watch Sports Day now at school, mm. right? And, you know, right at the start, the teachers go, now, it's not about winning. Okay. But then you still say that someone's come first. And I mm. feel that sometimes it's really confusing messaging in there for, like, mm. the children. And naturally, I think that actually we are quite competitive beings anyway. So I think that's yeah. quite. I think that's quite difficult because I, you know, I I know my kids have come back to me and gone. Well, I didn't win, right? Even though none of the narrative has been about winning, it's like they've still said that these people won, but they said none of it's about winning, and mm. I think that's. I think you've either got to be really clear in that narrative and go, actually, today's not a sports day. It's a fun day and we're doing fun stuff. That's mm. Or it's sports. And actually, there's an element to sports, which means that there's a winner and there's a loser. Mm. I, I just don't know whether you can know it, you know. Yeah. It's funny enough. It just, we're, we're currently um, watching a programme. Have you, have you watched Motherland? Have you seen that? No, no. You've heard of it? I've heard of it, yeah. We're watching that on Netflix at the moment. And it reminds me, there's a great episode we've just watched where it's about sports day. And it is that non-competitive sports day. And the one mom in it gets called out over the megaphone because she cheered a child. <laughs> she cheered <laughs> her own child Come in this on. race. And, and she almost got shamed. Like the, the, the megaphone, the announcement comes out. And... <laughs> Think, sorry, I think she got kicked out of Sports Day because she cheered her own. Ch and it was, I guess it was just a whole big sort of mock reflection of actually, look how stupid it is when you don't have an element of competition. For me, it has to be, about, there has to be an element about winning, but not all about winning. You have yeah. to strive because if you have something where there's a winning, it, yes, someone has to come last. But if that person who come last improves their performance because yeah. of the competition element, it has a relevancy. When you only focus on the winning and only focus on rewarding the winners of a race, that's where it sort of loses it. It's that balance in between, isn't it? It's that mm. it's got to have some because life is about competition. But it does. But but it but it's impossible for everyone to win. That doesn't. If they've got a race of eight people, only one person can win. That doesn't invalidate the performance and the effort of the other seven people, which should be celebrated. Yeah, that, and that's the me, but... that's the problem I have with it in a way is that they mm. do they, they do this sports day, and then at the end of it, there's a winning there's a winning team, and the or the win and then the winning team are part of a winning house, and they win a cup at the end, of, and everybody else loses, and it. And it, so the message gets a little bit mixed because they are mm. saying, well, it's all about the taking part and whatever. I think I think that's the weak sentence in there now. It's all about the taking part because I don't think that's consolidation for anybody. It's all about the taking part. It's doing your best, not it's taking doing, part. It's yeah, your it's, best. It's doing your best. Well, it's all about the journey. Mm. See, well, you know, if you look, look across something like LinkedIn now, People are talking about it's all about the it's all about how far you've you've come, mm. which is right. But maybe we need to, and I'm going to bring this around to ergonomics in a minute, which is great. Um, but it's it's all about that journey, and maybe that's where we just need to get that narrative more, you know, in in all areas of life. And coming back to ergonomics, mm. maybe that's where the ergonomic sector have kind of not done so well in the past where actually perhaps we've been a bit too kind of like you either win or you lose. Yeah. Right. In other words, you've either got this right or you're doing it wrong. Mm. Whereas actually maybe what we need to do is we need to focus a little bit more on where are you in your journey towards getting this yeah. towards better well-being for your for your you and your team you know 
and recognizing the, and recognizing how far where you've come. Yeah, exactly. Because you, you have come, you know, it sort of reminds me a little bit of a story. I was talking to someone the other day and we were talking about getting screens at the right height. And they sort of jokingly said, but I just put it on a load of books. And I said, well, that's fine. If yeah, you, what, you, exactly yeah, okay. that. Is it ideal? No. Can you stick a load of books in your laptop bag and carry them and set them up in a cafe? No, you can't. However, what you've done for that circumstance is great hats off you know you've yeah. done something you've identified an issue you've done something about it is it perfect no it isn't but you have come from the journey of here to here you've got a bit further to go but you have made a big step in recognizing what needs to be done and coming up with some sort of solution for it yeah i'm going to give a great example here which is hmm. um remember going to see uh one particular person in an office and they immediately showed me that they sat like this. <laughs> Hi, folks. Um, that's how they sat all of the yeah. time, right? And they were expecting me to say, "Sit up." In other words, okay. you can't you can't sit like that because mm. that's going to damage your spine, etc. But I I could see that that would they were just trying to to you know, create a, a, an issue there. Mm. And so rather than that, I asked them the question. I said, why are you sat like that? Yeah, I was just, I was thinking in my head, that's the question you're going to ask. Yeah, why, why, that's fine. You choose to sit like that, but why are you sat like that? Mm. And said it in a way that, you know, wasn't condescending, but was asking them to, to genuinely explain what, 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 you know, tell me what, why is it you sit like that? Because that's interesting that you choose to sit like that. Explain what is it that you've read? What kind of science have you got behind that? Or what, what comfort do you achieve by sitting like that? And they said to me, well, I find that that's much more comfortable on my lower back. And they'd read, uh, which was true. There'd been a there'd been a recent article in the Times about uh, a load of radiographers that had done this study where they'd looked at uh, the compression on the the lower spine at okay. different angles, and it was shown that I think it was it's somewhere like 132 degrees is the optimum right tilt of the the, the spine from the pelvis, where okay. actually there's less pressure on the on the lower spine but 90 degrees is not the, the kind of optimum um and so based on this this is why they were reclining back in the chair and i said yeah no that's that's all very good um but then i said so let's then go on to look at how that then impacts in terms of the rest of your workstation and i said because the problem with that is that because most workstations are flat and that in itself is a problem. Yeah. Because uh, most workstations are flat to stop all of the computer equipment coming off. But that means you're now overreaching or overextending from your upper limbs and your shoulders are going up. And then you've got compression on the upper, the cervical spine or whatever, in order to be able to type, right? Because your monitor's there and you're, you're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And and then once we started talking it through, they said, well, how do I how do I stop that happening when I'm like that? And that's when you then come to, you know, maybe a dynamic posture where you can actually move between there yeah. and here and have some flex in that is actually better. You, if you talk it through with somebody and explain and yeah. actually put into put into perspective all of the different elements of what they're trying to do and whereby, you know, one thing might actually cause another problem, then they understand. But I think, yeah, you're right. I think too often some people in the ergonomics field have been like, well, why are you doing that? Yeah. You know, it, it, it surely it'd be better if you had this. Surely it would be better if you had that. Hmm. Yeah. Andrew said, angle of view, hands and eyes, drive your posture, common conversation. Yeah. Mm. So you've had that conversation. Andrew's had that conversation quite a lot. Gary, Gary Barlow 
said, yeah. um, ha ha, you'd hate to see how I'm sitting right now, Graham. Beat up and the keyboard on my lap. Perfect podcasting listening position. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? You see, that comes back to that comes back to uh, my whole conversation that we had uh, the other week about time being a really important mm. ergonomic principle. How long you do something for is important as well. If Chris does so, that for the, for the duration of this program, it's not going to have a massive issue long term. He's found a comfortable position for that piece of activity and that work. If he sits there for eight hours a day, five days a week, 40 odd weeks a year, then he's going to have a problem. Exactly. Exactly. And, it, and it, again, it depends what you're doing mm. work wise whilst you're doing that. It, it, you know, sometimes you think about when people say, I mean, we had it the other week, didn't we, with uh, Beth when she came on <laughs> saying, I don't work like this, I normally work on the same. But the thing is that, you know, it, if if it then impacts, you know, where you can actually put things and then you're overstretching mm. to do this or you're, you know, it means that constantly you're looking down here because you're you're working off a laptop and it's literally there, not not here at all mm. because you're not working off a desk. You've just got to think about it and go, actually, my bum might be comfortable, my lower back might be comfortable laid out on the sofa, but actually my neck is going to hurt. Yeah. yeah. And so doing it all day, you're not, you're not going to benefit. Long term, you are going to develop neck problems. You know, your, your, your lower back might be for absolutely fine. You know, sitting on sitting on the sofa all day. It might be, it might not. It really depends on how much activity, how often you get up and down, what other things you're doing. There is no simple equation to any of this where you go, you know. Um, but equally so, you know, that's why those old diagrams that some people used to have of the the some somebody sat at right angles with the correct posture are dangerous because it's not a correct posture. It's a reference posture for how you can measure to make sure that you are sat correctly at yeah. a piece of equipment. There we are. We've, we've put the worlds to rights already. But interesting to hear from, um, and, and please do continue to comment if you're in the ergonomic sector and you're listening to this now, you know, are we too quick to kind of rush in with like you need to do it that way you need to do this or should we be celebrating a little bit more the efforts that people have put to yeah. try and do it get it right in the first place you know i had this image when you started describing that of someone sort of going in with a clipboard and a pen oh. and looking at them and tut 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 and big you know what i mean almost that sort of old school way of doing it like you say you know you were quite right what you did. You opened up the conversation to understand why it was done. But how many people are going in and just going, no, shouldn't be sitting like this, you know. So it, 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 it's there are multiple ways to address the things. And this is why when we talk around anything about what in our field, we talk about adjustability, don't we? We talk about the ability to for things to move around different people and different actions and part of their job. You know, so somebody might, if they're doing different things, they might adjust, whether it's the chair or the desk or whatever. Adjustability is really, really important, isn't it? If, you know, I know that, um, you know, what's the best postures or the is the next posture or things like that, aren't there? There's, there's, there's talk around just that constant desire to move. Alison Thompson often talks about, you know, her little sort of wiggle breaks and things like that. It's that constant movement that's really important, not getting stuck in the same posture all day long. Now, I'm going to pick up on Andrew's point here because he's right, but he's not. Um, and the reason being is because what Andrew's saying here is, yes, comments on photos on social media, which I am guilty of doing this. Right? And me. And you. Uh, it's a snapshot of moment in time, not necessarily what happens throughout the day. I agree. So when you see somebody using a laptop uh, at, at a table and they're looking down or whatever, without said laptop stand or you know raising it up obviously we all know that one of the reasons they're doing that is because they want to look great and they're actually the focus of that that photograph is not on trying to show that they're uh they're using a laptop particularly it's really kind of look at me yeah 
aren't I brilliant? Um, you know, which, which, which is fine. We, we kind of all get that. The reason that I like to call certain people out on it is because if those people, as part of their rhetoric, are talking about health and well-being, are talking about the importance of staff well-being or team well-being as part of their company ethos, and then they continuously show people that they are willing to flaunt that even if it is in those kind of photos. All I'm trying to point out to them is that to some extent, A, their values are not aligning in some of their brand messaging. So it, their, their, their brand messaging isn't in alignment. But also, they have an it's also to show them they have an opportunity here. Mm. That if that, those things are really important to them, that they can actually choose to show themselves doing something different. You know, and we have we've all got that opportunity, I believe, on social media. We've all got that opportunity to go. Do you know what? I don't look as sexy in this photo by using a laptop stand and a keyboard and a mouse, maybe. Mm. But by showing me doing it, I am showing that this is important to me. And if yeah. we if we had more business leaders doing it, it would be so much easier for us to then get that message out to other people because they would look at it and go, well, I, I respect, admire that person and what they say and, and what, what they do. And mm. I, I want to, I want to do that. Right. It's no different. It's no different from when, you know, you, you see uh, adverts for, from, you know, world-class leaders and they're wearing that special watch, you know, and, and everyone else goes, I want to watch like that. I mean, it's just, you know, unfortunately, that's the way marketing imagery works. It does. It kind of burns into one sense, senses and, and makes you think, I want to be like that person, right? Apple built their whole campaign around it when it came to the iPhone. We were all made to think, some of us have decided not since, because um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it got too expensive. Um, but we were, you know, the whole idea was you are an iPhone person. Yeah. It's not, it, you know, and it was about, it was actually trying to create a personality type, if you like, around someone that would use an mm. iPhone. And if we could start to create like a, to some extent, if we could start to create a personality type about you're the kind of, you are the kind of person, successful person who actually puts well-being first, and we could have, you know, them using a good chair, using a laptop stand and a mouse or whatever. It would just make life a lot easier for, for everybody else trying to get that message across. Now, if you'd like, like to see what a good chair and a good setup look like, shameless plug coming here. Andrew Shepherd's name has prompted me. Um, if you want to come and have a look at some good setups and some good chairs, uh, Bakker Elkhausen, we're working in partnership with our friends at Flock at their Manchester showroom, and we have an open day that we'd like to invite people to. So anyone Ooh. listening who would like to uh, get involved, if you want to direct message me, we will send you all the details. What's the date of that? Uh, it is Thursday, the 9th of November at Flock, a brand new showroom up in Manchester. Fabulous um fabulous showroom they've got up there so we're partner up with andrew from flock um laura from ergotron and obviously myself from backer we're gonna have a put some nice uh there we go hey very good thank you brilliant thursday yes. the ninth of thursday November. the 9th i've seen chris barlow obviously commenting he's coming as well um but yeah just an opportunity for people to sort of where can people get, get the information on that where can they? Well, actually, yeah. we'd like them to direct message me and we'll share all the information with them. We have put a couple of posts on LinkedIn. There's something under the Backer Elkhausen LinkedIn page today if they want more information. Um, Anthony Hilton will be doing a, uh, a talk in the afternoon. Um, nibbles, drink, um, and obviously the opportunity to come and have a look at some great kit as well. And obviously to interact with such industry experts like me and Andrew and whoever else, Chris Barlow, whoever else will turn up. Guy Osman's coming as well. So, uh, yeah, there you go. There you go. I knew so I'd crowbar it in somewhere, and I just thought, ah, whatever, we'll just stick it in now. So. so there you go. DM Stephen to get more info. And the date, again, for those people that couldn't remember, is Thursday, the 9th of November. So put it out in your diary now. There you go. There you go. Sorted. Professionally Sorted. done. 
almost excellent. almost yeah it was almost excellent and wasn't i it? think we did say in a couple of weeks time we're going to get a couple of the other participants andrew and laura we're going to have a going to come on this show in a couple have of a weeks party time have a party a pre-party party and we're going to let people know what it's all about just to uh um, give a bit more uh, info as to what we will be doing on. I was going to say, pointing down there, it's gone Thursday, the 9th of November. Oh, well, hang on, I'll, I'll, I'll get it. I'll get it on the screen again if you yeah, like. Yeah, keep you it rolling. Thursday, the 9th. But I say that it just kind of burns into yeah. the, the metadata in someone's head. Absolutely, uh, as they're going along. There you are, <laughs> Thursday, the 9th of November. Um, I, I, we could say it again. Uh, we could probably find out what other significant dates in history. Thursday the 9th of November is, so right, that you on. can. Uh, there we go. Should we have a quick look. Yeah, yeah. Let's have, let's have a look. So just say if it's your birthday on Thursday night for November when you turn up, uh, there may be a special thing for you. It actually is the three hundred and thirteenth day of the year. Wow! There you go. Wow! The three hundred and thirteenth day of the year. That's. <laughs> Every day is a special day of the year, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. That's the 313th. Doesn't it really ring, ring a, you know, a lot of uh, good bells, no. that, does it? There's is something it, about the Berlin Wall, but I can't be bothered to read the article. That would be more significant, wouldn't it, really? Um, but there we go. Yeah. So, yeah, get yourselves along to that. It's good to, it's good to, uh, for people to go and see these things and understand a little bit more in mm. real life as well. That's the sort of the idea behind it. You know, we, we, you know, we talk about it, you know, we, we, you know, was this show and, and, you know, people see things online, et cetera, but you can't beat. And this is one of the things we've sort of been robbed of a little bit during the COVID period. You can't beat going along, touching, feeling product, seeing how it works and understanding the benefits. And, you know, that, that old, slightly sort of old school, isn't it really? But I think, you know, yes, there is a place for online shopping and searching. But for things like this, you need to get out there and see what it's all about. So, yeah, everyone is absolutely welcome. We think it's going to be a great day. We've always got a already got a huge number of sign-ups for the day. Be a cracking um, cracking session. So, uh, two to late, I think we're advertising it as. Well, just taking it back to our previous conversation, mm. that that's that's why I think opening up the conversation by by celebrating where people have already got to is a really good way of doing it because. Mm. You know, if if somebody has tried to to raise up their laptop screen, for example, on uh, a load of books, mm. yeah, as you say, that does raise the screen to the right height. They're obviously they've obviously recognised maybe the start of a pain or whatever, and then mm. try to to rectify it. But if you then celebrate that and go, well, do you know what? That's fantastic. So why have you done that? Oh, yeah, because I was getting pain in my neck. That's brilliant, isn't it? Because mm. now you've got, you know, what you've achieved there is that you've you've brought up your, your screen to that height. If you then show them a laptop stand, go, well, if I show you this, what this will do is in less space than all of those books will take up, we can now raise your laptop stand up. So that's that's good, isn't it? They're then going, okay, yeah, this, it does take a little bit less space, so that's good, etc. You go, well, okay, but actually continuing to type on the laptop keyboard yeah. when it's at that height now, that doesn't feel comfortable, does it? So it's better for your neck, but it's not, yeah, I've been thinking about that. Okay, so if we use a separate keyboard, and all you're doing is literally taking them through that journey. So you're yeah. taking them from where they are, to the end of it and that's why yeah. you know i just think that's so much better mm. not so as in you must do this you must do that talk about yeah. the journey identify and praise what people have done because they've recognized it and addressed it and just where possible adding a little bit on top of what they've already done a palindrome says andrew one of my favorite words palindrome remind me um mm. yeah a palindrome I've completely forgotten off the top of my head what it is. <laughs> you just like the word. You don't know what yeah, it means. I do. No, I do. It's like, um, oh, it reads the same backwards as forwards, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's a word uh, or whatever that reads yes. backwards as forwards. Yeah. Like aha. Like aha. Yeah, like ABBA. They are. Hang on, it's back in. Let's go think of another band that's a palindrome. 
There's a really good song by uh, oh oh I see yes three one three is a palindrome. There you go. Ah, great. The Thank you, Andrew. Yes. Super. There we go. We were a bit slow there, weren't we? Mm. So if you want to remember the want to remember Thursday the 9th of November, forget remember, that. It's a palindrome day yeah. because it's day 313 in the year, then you won't forget the date. And if you if you're gonna forget the date, just go, oh, it's I know it's a palindrome day, mm. 313. Thursday night, it might just be easier to remember it's Thursday night. Yeah. Otherwise, they turn up on the 9th of July because that was 212 or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's a great, great song uh, by They Might Be Giants um, called I Palindrome I, which is good. Um, there we go. Just for anyone that uh, wants a little music fact there. Stephen, what, uh, what's the next week look like for you? It looks like, what am I doing? Oh, gosh, it's like the Andrew Shepherd show, this, isn't it, really, to be honest? So next week, I've been kindly invited to Flock's London showroom for the reopening of their new London showroom down there. So I'll be heading down there on Thursday, the 19th of October. So a little trip down there to um, see what it's all about, have a look down there. So that'll be good to nip down to Clerkenwell, see what's happening down there. Have you been promised any... Uh new experiences down there in the showroom do, 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 do are they are they going to reveal anything different down i don't there? know no idea we'll find out andrew if you're five watching o'clock. you five don't have to say Thursday. what yeah you don't you don't have to say what but what, is there something in that showroom that's new A game changer different just let us know just, just so that you know, we get keep people's interest up. Yeah. Um, otherwise, people might think that nothing ever happens in the world of ergonomics, no. or very, very slowly. Um, lots happens. Lots happens in the world of ergonomics. So we just need to shout about it a bit more. I, I think um, ergonomics is a really interesting area because, uh, as I was uh, writing uh, early in the week on LinkedIn. It's got one foot in the past and one foot in the future all of the time, really. Because if you think about it, there's the, the foot or there's the foot in the present and the past in that mm. actually some of the science doesn't really change much. You know, yeah. some some of the science is stays exactly the same because we're dealing with the human body and actually in terms of some of the some of the messaging that we talk about. As, as we've just talked about, we have to go over it again and again and again. And one reason for that is because uh, we've got new generations coming in all of the time. Mm. It's one one thing that you know I hadn't really kind of thought about fully until this week when I was writing about it. Is that okay. of course we have to keep going on about things like laptops, vans, or whatever because you know there's there's kids coming out of university, graduating, whatever they've never worked before. They never never needed to perhaps work all day with a laptop before, though I do think that most use them for study now. And therefore, you know, it's a new conversation, mm. right, with a new group of people. Um, I do think that will change over time as we start to perhaps need to have that conversation earlier with young people because they are using tech at a younger age. And I think that that means we need to see a shift in mm. the sector towards perhaps educating students more than we have done in the past um you know my my generation didn't really use computers at university um and it wasn't really until you got out into work that you use computers but now they use them all the way through so we should be starting with students um but then you know what one of the things that ergonomists also have to keep an eye on is where it's going you know mm. ai uh VR, you know, um, maybe sort of more wearable tech as well. Who knows? For the future, we might all be working in a very different way. And that that creates challenges yeah. all of the time in terms of the way that people work. You know, I, I, I think that the things that we've gone through of late uh, in terms of things like, you know, a, a a move towards more hybrid working or, you know, more people working from that. That's nothing compared with what we're going to face in the future, I think, around work. 
Mm. I just think, I think, uh, oh, here we go, talking about new innovations. Yeah. Knew that someone would be there. There's a fantastic new innovation, says Chris Barley, uh, son of Gary, uh, called the Unio that we have been looking into recently. There are game-changing products coming out regularly. Also, a smartwatch that is a pointing device called the Feathertail. Unique and genius. Mm. We must get Gary, we must get uh, Gary, um, Chris, on uh, to to talk to us about some of these things very soon. Chris, I, I know you're very busy going around the universe, um, doing a grand job. Mm. Uh, but yeah, no, there is. I'm going to actually, I'm going to actually bookmark that particular little note from from him well you said bookmark i thought you meant mark you can say mark barlow i was thinking no hang on a second it's mark not barlow. no i'm gonna i'm actually gonna take note of some of those things yeah. there unio and uh what was the other one Fe- feather feather tail feather tail sounds like something of harry potter doesn't it well unio sounds like a game that you play yeah. with cards doesn't it and feather tail uh, it does sound like yeah. Something it's like that. a type of wand you buy from um, what was that wand shop called in Harry Potter? Yeah, exactly, exactly that. Something oh, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. But we're looking into those, uh, and, yeah. and perhaps we'll bring some bring some information on that next week. There are things coming out all of the time, um, but I think a lot of the innovation is going to change around how major sort of technology and how we kind of how we work for the future. Um, yeah. I'd love to get Mr. Musk on here sometime to uh, to discuss, uh, you know, implanting technology in into what, brains and stuff like that. Um, because you know, I'll just de- I'll still... just DM him after the show and see if he comes back. Yeah, I'll just, yeah, see whether he's uh, he might be busy with X mm. or uh, or or SpaceX or y. or or Y or, or something else or um or or trying to find a name for another kid um you know because i bet they i bet they some of those names that he uses actually uh, or him and grimes come up with it must take them forever to come up with those yeah. wonderful names it's been a great show thanks for thanks. thanks for watching again uh thanks for all of the contributions from uh the community again out there um if you've uh, been watching this and you want to know more or you'd like to come on a show and talk to us about the way that you work and that and maybe get some help and advice in terms of your own workplace or setup as well. We'd love to have you on as a guest. Do not forget Thursday, the 9th of November, uh, you know, find out a bit more by contacting Stephen directly on uh, the, the LinkedIn uh, and he'll be happy to uh, advise you as to how to get there, etc., etc. Until next time, look after yourselves. Um, don't, work too hard and uh, we'll see you next week same time same place 12 o'clock bye for now see you next week